I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Louis Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robinson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Seven. 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 Four of down to dunk. You can find us on CLNS Media and DailyHunter.com or, of course, anywhere you subscribe to podcast. I'm Luke. Try this one of Andrew. Slam through. Taylor. Hey, guys, it's me on Skype. I'm, I'm over here on Skype. Just kidding. I'm right here with my boys. <laughs> and Jay. It's Jay. No song. He was going to get one. to it, but Happy Honda Days. Happy Honda Days. Happy Honda Days. Happy Honda Days. Accords and things. That's the only <laughs> uh, slam through. <laughs> wow. Happy Honda Days. Happy Honda Days, boys. Here we are. That's what the season's all about. Can you believe how quickly Honda Days approached? Uh, <laughs> those are still the most confusing commercials to me because are there people that live in the reality that could show up like unannounced to their spouse a vehicle that i just bought a fifty-seven thousand dollar chevy silverado sure there are we just don't man that is a very very small market of people that can i honestly that. thought it would be you jay big, oh, come on you, you get those rich big, come on bro you get the big <laughs> Big bows on the car. It's not oh, even man. not even the oh fact of buying the car, but buying it unannounced, unannounced without talking yeah. to your wife would be that's a, a terrible decision. It's it is romantic. Level. It's kind of romantic. Yeah. What if she really needs a car and you're like, babe, we can't afford this car right now? And Wake. she's like, okay. And then you Just surprise her. We still her with can't it. afford it, but now we have a seven hundred dollars. No, you lied. You had a secret bank account. Secret bank that's, account. That's still unhealthy. Yeah, not. That's not. A no, good you only sleep. used it for like when you take your girlfriends out on dates. <laughs> right, exactly. So she didn't know. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I not unhealthy. It is Christmas it. season though, man. We're I missed the old post Thanksgiving pod. I know, Jay. I know, dude. You love Black Friday I too did. much. I actually did do a Black Friday thing, but oh, it was very. Know. It was not me shopping somewhere. Did you it get a TV was. fridge? No, man. So I'll tell you. A touch string TV fridge. So I work out at Cycle Bar here in Oklahoma City, Class and Curve. And on Black Friday, they do a deal where everything is 50% off, including any package throughout the year. But you have to sign, you have to, it's a 430 class. You have to ride in the class and you have to sign up at midnight two weeks previous. So we signed up because, I mean, it saved me. $800. $800. That's a lot of dollars. To, to go there and ride at 4.30 in the morning. So That's changed it. my life, money. And so I came I home. I was like, man, there's no way. I literally was like, there's no way I want to be able to come home and go back to bed. <laughs> That's changed my life. Do you life think you're life. better than us? <laughs> it no. It kind of is. Do but, you think you're better than us? I showered. I showered and passed out for three and a half hours in the morning. It was amazing. That's, wow. a, good, that's a good I ride. Took, wow. I took a nap at 7 o'clock in the morning. It's a weird morning. That, you really cycled your soul. <laughs> Your soul got a nice cycle in. Uh, so the Thunder lost to the Pacers Wednesday night. <laughs> they right. did. At home. In a game that was... It was a hard-fought game. Yeah, it was. They played them a lot better than they did in Indiana. Right. And Steven was awesome. 
in that game. He looked like Steven Adams again. He did Steven Adamsy things where he would grab offensive rebounds and put it back in the basket. Uh, he he was eight for eight from the field, four or four from the free throw line. He was perfect in every single way. Oh my gosh! To, 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 to take that man to, 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 to <laughs> the tree. Did you see the the radio deal with Amin Al Hassan? Huh? <gasps> Jay, what do, you, what do you mean? That's a very vague thing. Like, was it's is it not a podcast? A, and yeah. did you see the radio thing? Yeah, it was like a <laughs> it was a video that was made for Twitter <laughs> of him from, is of, it of Amin just talking about Stephen and trading the Thunder trading Stephen. Holy crap! Holy crap! Is right. Did you? You didn't even retweet it from our account. I didn't. How am I supposed to know? I anything? don't want to spread that. Oh, true. Uh, anyway, he, he talked about how Stephen Adams is probably the biggest difference maker out there that's gettable on the trade market. Is what he said. Wow. Wait, Gallinari. I don't. I'm just telling you what he said. He may think that Stephen is more impactful. You might. So, but anyways, they talked about the Celtics as a if he could land on the Celtics, they feel like that would change the East. It kind of would. It kind of would. I don't know what the trade is. What's the trade? Um, we need Jalen. Jalen's been so good this Jaylen's year. Jalen's been good. They're not trading with Jalen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's let's do it. Jay, we can hear that. I know I'm playing drums with it. I know it sounds good. Keep going, Jay. Don't mind, Andrew. Just keep going. So, Stephen to the Celtics, I think is difficult because you. This is where having one of those big expiring contracts of a player that's not good is is helpful. Like Chandler Parsons, although you although you wouldn't mm-hmm. want him to be on the Celtics, in this case you probably would. Because uh, also the Thunder aren't the Thunder aren't looking to upgrade their roster in a deal right. like this. Is one of the other problems. Oh, that's true. And so you have Stephen for twenty five million. In order to get to twenty five million, I mean Jalen was ex- he has an extension. He, he's he can't be a part of it. It has to start with Marcus Smart or Gordon Hayward. You have to who could opt out after this year. For Ooh, me, is you have would. to you have to do something with a third team, right? Like I think I think Gordon Hayward. Getting into that trade makes sense to me. And yeah. I know, but like, so if you looked at, I mean, I'm not even, this is just getting started to make money make sense. But if you did something to the effect of DeMar DeRozan, who's, exp- and I thought DeMar was expiring this year. He has an opt out. Yeah. So, but if you did like a DeMar DeRozan, Oklahoma City grabbed DeMar DeRozan. Stephen Adams, he, it, but the, so, what's the point, right? So then the Thunder end up with Chris Paul and Devar Derozan, Taylor's least favorite team but, ever assembled. But already what, having a hard time emotionally. But what you're doing though is you're in somewhere along this is you're doing. I just I'm not taking too much time, but you're gathering assets that aren't Demar Derozan, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, Boston's I, I, trading some sort of one of their future firsts. Yeah, uh, no, I understand. You it. know, so it's it's just like I just thought, who's somebody that's Short on, you know, like somebody that would, Gordon Hayward would be perfect in San Antonio, right? Like, it's it's a move that they don't make a lot of moves necessarily like that. But I don't know, man. I think you would have to have, there's nobody else on that 
collection of players that they would lose and it not detract from who they are, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think Hayward's the one if you're going to get – if they're going to get Steven. Well, and it makes the most sense for Boston because uh, – as far as team construction goes. Because right now, Hayward – when Hayward was good, they were, like, looking great. The start of this season, they were looking really good, super deep. But now that – but now that Hayward's gone, do you feel like they miss Hayward? I know that they miss Hayward, but does it feel like – did it drop their their quality of team level down? It doesn't seem like it. It doesn't feel like I don't watch like them it. enough to be able to tell you that. But Hayward the, feels like a luxury. I think that them. you'd rather have those young guys develop and have those minutes and have those shots. Jalen and Jason. Yes. And Jay. then <laughs> and you have a guy like Steven – who would really help them, uh, it would have to – I don't know that they would – I don't think they would trade the Memphis pick to OKC for Steven. I don't I don't think that's a thing. No, um, especially because that that's so contrary to the way Danny Ainge has run his team. How many top-tier free agents or players that were soon to switch, switch teams – did he pass on in order to keep picks? Oh yeah, that turned into well, and I think the Celtics will who. tell the Thunder, yeah, we're not desperate to do this, and the Thunder are going to be like, yeah, we're not desperate to do this, and this is why a trade to the Celtics doesn't happen, right? Because they're both like, meh, yeah, like yeah, meh, meh, like, they're both meh. like, whatever. Like meh. Sam's like, hey, give me the Memphis pick, he, and no, no, we're not doing that. No, Danny Angie's like, meh. He said, no, it's not happening. We'll give you our first-round pick for this next summer. Man. And Sam is like, no way. Man, man, 2022. Man, man. So what man. about, like I said, there's there has to be some sort of, <laughs> never mind, I'm not going to do that. Never mind. What? Because I'm thinking about like a team that has to make a decision on who they want to be. Uh, and I think of the Toronto Raptors. They have an expiring $23.3 million Serge Ibaka on mm. their roster. Mm. You could, I mean, not that Oklahoma City would, it wouldn't be a big deal to take Serge back, and you could probably figure out a buyout and, and let him go play somewhere else. But, yeah. I mean, Serge for the Clippers would be fantastic. But you look at Serge Ibaka, Steve, and then you figure out a way to get Gordon to Toronto, like, That'd be fantastic for them. Would it though? Like, do you want that if you're? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think Toronto, Toronto's in a good place. As if far I'm Toronto, yeah. Like they're not going to bottom out because they can't with Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam. Like they're they're in they're incapable of being bad. So you might as well construct a roster around this squad to go at it. I mean, they're up there in the top two, three in the East right now. I think they're second in the East. I guess the question you have to ask yourself, would you rather have Hayward or Serge Ibaka? If I'm Toronto, I think for this year, I'd rather have Serge. Yeah, I'd rather have the flexibility, the certain flexibility. Yeah, yeah. Moving forward. Yeah, and you- Serge has been way more available than Hayward has the last two years. Oh, yeah. But for the future, but if we were talking about... Are you going to make a run a- the next two years? Yeah. I don't know. Though. I mean, it would but be nice does. to have Pascal and Gordon Hayward on the same team. Yeah, like a theoretical and, Gordon Hayward. But if he can't play and he's taking up $32 million on your cap sheet, that's not great. I mean, I think that's what he hurt his hand, his non-shooting hand. Yeah. I know. 
I know, but it's always I know. something. It's always been something the last, the three, past two years. Last, it's three years. last ever, since he was he's been a last year, but he was a quarter of who he was, right? Because he was still recovering from that. Yeah, I don't know. I just that would scare me a little bit. Oh, sure. I mean, it has to scare pretty much anybody to mess with Gordon. But if you're going yeah. to, we're all vulnerable beings. If you're gonna, <laughs> yeah, all of us have fears. We are all scared of something. But it is. For me, is if if Boston's going to make a move that's going to get them Stephen Adams, I think it has to center around Gordon Hayward, which means they're going to have does. to they're going to have to sweeten that deal for some suitor. Sweet mm-hmm. for Gordon. Uh, what other teams like where where else would who else? I mean, a lot of teams need a, a small forward like Gordon Hayward. Yeah, I just if his, in, his injury stuff is, is you're right is too scary. And if he's good, then Boston doesn't trade him. You know, this is when uh, it needs to be a team. Is that true? I mean, do you think that would be so? Uh, they have three wings that are good to great players Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Gordon Hayward. Like, if you can, if you can add a, a great player, a good player to a position of need, I wouldn't and thin out a wing. You still wouldn't. You can play those because three Daniel together. Tice, like Daniel Tice. You can play those three together. Isn't it Daniel Tice, yeah. Jay, they got Ennis Cantor. Well, but it's also like what <laughs> he's position? better than Steve. Well, they have the Time Lord as well. So I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't think that it's worth it for them. Who's the Time, Who's the time Lord? Lord? You guys don't know the Time Lord? I don't. Robert Williams the third. Why is he called the Time Lord? <laughs> because he was late to everything oh. his rookie season. <laughs> I didn't know that was his nickname. Yeah. <laughs> the Time Lord. He's the That's Time Lord. Great. So they're developing the Time Lord. And honestly, when you get to the playoffs, would you rather have a healthy Gordon Hayward right. or a, a big guy? And it's, I mean, mm. let's say that Giannis gets hurt the Sixers continue to look bad and somehow Boston ends up in the finals. Would you rather have a big guy? Or would you rather have three really good wings? Gorkman. I think you'd rather have them if you're playing the Clippers. <laughs> if you're playing the Clippers. Right, yeah. Daniel Tice would be fine against the Clippers. I mean, you may have Montrez Harrell who's going nuts, but to be able to have four guys on the perimeter, yeah. I mean, it's just in a league that doesn't need centers anymore as much as, yeah. as, much as they have in the past. Now, the hard part is when you go up against the Joel Embiid, the thing changes a little bit, but Philly's kind of all out of sorts right now. They are. They lost to the Wizards. We, yeah. know, we know what that's like. Yeah. But we're going in a direction that's okay to lose to the Wizards. Yeah. When you're vying to be in the championship, man, Elton Brand. Elton. That's yeah. Tobias Harris trade when y'all were talking about that on Wednesday. It is like, so Whoa. bad. It is very, very bad. Because you know who'd be great on this team? Landry Shamit. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Butler. Like Those guys they should have. I don't know why they got greedy and thought they needed. They're going for it, baby. They're going for it. I like they Tobias, lost. though. Tobias is always on the bad end of this. T- it's like everyone's <sighs> always mad at Tobias. He's not doing anything. People just throwing him around. Dude, he goes but there's out a, there, there's plays a hard. reason. He got a near max deal. Yeah, baby. He's not that, though. That's not his fault. Yeah, baby. So are there any other teams? pretty good. Uh, I That's know Elton Brand's fault. That's what we started talking about was Elton. Freaking Elton. Are there any other teams, Elton? Because I know Thunder fans are like, there are some of you that are listening to this and freaking out. And I don't want to dive too much into the what's the direction of this team. Like you, 
there's no way you can be unaware of what we believe this team is doing and what it feels well based on what Sam wrote in <laughs> in June uh, it's what July. the organization yeah. is doing right mm-hmm. like it's there's there's not a question mark about that and I know it's hard for us to swallow because we are used to 11 years of winning every single year but for me is it's what are other like Steven Steven will keep this team away from really going as deep into the loss column as they can. So he is potentially... To a degree. He's potentially... To a degree. But he's also a piece that apparently... I mean, you take Gallinari, Schroeder, Chris yeah, Paul off yeah, this team and leave Steven, they're still going to be, be really bad. You're yeah. right. But for me, I'm like, I do think about he is a trade piece that can get you something. Like, are there anybody, any other teams out there that would I, make sense for him to be a landing place? I can't stop looking at Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Chandler Parsons, future first-round pick. You can't, can't stop looking at it. I can't. Affecting. It's affecting my entire life. Um, Dude, you know, when John have, comes back, though, what's can name? they John, play together? John. Yeah, John, John Collins, Collins shoots threes. Collins. He, he plays. Know, but do you want that on Atlanta? Don't you want John Collins to be your five with that team in the way they play? Not necessarily. Not, um, not necessarily. Steve is just going to give Trey more space. My goodness. The screens. The rolls. Mm-hmm. Trey is such a good passer. Fantastic passer. He didn't play the five for them. He hadn't played the five for them. They played freaking Alex Len. They do. Kinda. They play Alex Len. They played Dwayne Dedman. No, Dwayne Dedman's. That was last year, I'm saying. Last year. Oh. But I do think. <coughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if you've looked at this, but if you look at Atlanta's salary next year, their salary mm-hmm. cap. They literally owe, I think, $34 million. It's, it's going to be nothing. I mean, they have Chandler Parsons, Evan Turner, Alan Crabb, all expiring. And that's yeah. 70, $75 million between the three of those. It's a lot. Almost and then 25 apiece. They have all these young guys Hunter, Cam Reddish, Trey Young. Hey, shout Kevin out. Kevin Herter. Cam Reddish actually yeah. looking like he might be able to stay in the NBA. But Finally, it is, God, it is something where like there's rookie. no there's very little risk to bringing Stephen Adams to the to Atlanta and a ton of potential reward, yeah. even just from a culture, hard work, you know, like grit kind of what he brings to the team. I think that's mm-hmm. why if I was Atlanta, I would at least entertain it. Which is why I mentioned like if you looked at the most one of the most recent ESPN mock drafts um, in comparing Takeathon, like. I would think the Thunder are going to end between the 7 and 10, 6 and 10 kind of range. So if the Thunder land, I just threw a hypothetical. In the most recent ESPN mock draft, uh, they had the Hawks at 4. Now, they're just basing it straight on where they are, so not taking any lottery. So the Hawks at 4, and then they had them positioned to draft Cole Anthony, which if you're not familiar with Cole Anthony – Point guard from North Carolina. Gunner. Actually, Greg Anthony's son. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Joel, Joel Anthony's son. <laughs> Joel Anthony. But he is a former Canadian uh, all-star. So, yeah. uh, in Canada, he was never an all-star here. So, he he would be um, – granted, like, you just take the best available still where you are with Atlanta. But he's a little redundant because he's similar-esque to Trey. Yeah. Not the passer, but, but similar high-volume shooter. So, the thing that makes sense to me with a Stephen Adams – and you have to wiggle other things because it's not a Steven Adams and Cole Anthony straight up pick. Nobody's going to do that. But if you're in a position where you have the eight or the seven in the draft in 2020 and the Hawks come across a guy that does kind of do similar stuff to Trey, you could put a Steven Adams 
and your first and your eight and your 21 maybe to move up to the four seed. Like those are or the fourth pick. Those are real things that happen. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at the way the draft happened this last year, Atlanta and Minnesota, like everybody's making these kind of smaller peripheral moves to move a few positions up and down to find a guy that fits kind of their need. Yeah. Now the Thunder are just trying to get as high as they can. Position is not the primary goal of Oklahoma City in the draft, which is mm-hmm. going to be weird for people whenever they dra- – if they had a chance to draft – James Wiseman, because all these other guys are gone, like they're going to get the best available player. Yeah. Um, whether or not they they would go after a center is based on theories of what's important in the NBA. But all that to say that I think that there is more maneuverability uh, at the draft than there will be at the trade deadline, which is what we've been saying about Chris Paul, about Steven Adams. Like there's just a lot of stuff um, that's still up in the air as far as what the future roster construction looks like. And we can't be looking to this year as the year that's going to give us the firmest understanding of our identity going forward. Yeah. You're looking multiple years down the line. Many, many years. But yeah, so don't feel like if Steve's here by February that that means that he's never going to go anywhere. Because his being an expiring contract next year, Mm -hmm. uh, man, he's going to be very enticing for some teams that want to make a run. They're going to be licking their chops. And he may stay. Okay, well. And he may be here forever. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, he a, could. that's a reality, too, is that teams may not meet the demands. Because although he, if he's expiring... You're not throwing him away. Yeah, if he's expiring, that's some to probably most teams less valuable for a guy that you want to keep. Right. Yeah. You'd want to have... You want to extend him though, if 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 that's what your plan was, then you'd yeah. have some sort of rights with them, right? Yeah, you'd have some kind of rights. Like if you signed, if you traded for him in, in the next season, you'd be able to either extend them before the deadline, or or renegotiate like a contract, or you could. I at think least when, have the ability to give. I think him when Stephen will have the most value is when he's has his next contract. He's making twelve. Whatever I don't know yeah. what it'll be, but whatever it is, I think it'll he'll have more value on that deal than sure. he does on this deal. Because this deal, it's like okay, we're not getting twenty five million dollars worth of value out of this guy, so sweeten the deal. And they're like, no, you have to give us all these assets. I'm like, right. why would we do that? And right. that's why you don't trade Stephen Adams, or you can't trade Stephen Adams. Hmm, that's good. You know what? We people should trade for. Their money for the goods at Shop Good. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> oh, wow. They're at www.shopgoodokc.com. They're on Instagram at shopgoodokc. They're a local clothier on, located <laughs> on Broadway. Is clothier a real thing? Clothier, I believe so. Okay. And I could be wrong. Um, but what we really got to talk about today is we can talk about it, right? Yeah, it's on yeah, the, it's on the it. web. If this you, is the announcement. Check them out. It's on the web. We have teamed up with Shopgood to create. Dude, that is so cool. It's so good. A piece of clothing. And it is pretty cool and dope. And uh, <laughs> you guys need to check it out. It's pretty cool and dope. The kids think it's sweet. I'm posting it to our Twitter account posting this it to, morning. It It is a shirt based on the Fresh Prince Bel-Air and... SGA. He's the Fresh Prince of Thunder. He's the Fresh Prince of Thunder. So he, so this this summer, (laughs) Shay declared himself the Fresh Prince of OKC. Cool, but it just doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't feel right. Right. What feels right is Thunder. Fresh Prince of Thunder. 
we had a uh, we were having a text workshop. We were workshopping all this stuff we're, yes. over text, and Luke said "thund air." I was like, "What rhymes with Bel Air?" And Luke said, "Uh, thund air." He's and like, we "Oh, all just start laughing." Thund air. Yeah, it's so funny. So, and it looks cool. And it's also air, like getting air. And there's yeah. there's a, and there's a long sleeve. There's a short sleeve and a long sleeve. Yeah, I want the long sleeve. Long sleeve looks pretty cool. Um, but guys, you need oh, to go, go check it out. It is at shopgoodokc.com backslash DTD. Uh, I need that long sleeve. And uh, guys, I think you guys are really, really going to like it. But while you're there, check out all the rest of their stuff. They've got um, great stuff. Got that? It's going to look so good, our shirt with the their sweatpants they got. I'm going to be laughing. Hey, for real, if that. you have a Thunder fan in your life that you want to just sweet with something that it's going to just make their stuff st- their stocking. Yeah, stuff their stocking. Stuff it up, baby. So if you want to do that, you want to go and check this out. Man, I am legit going to go buy that. Hey, Luke's about to go divorce, go divorce those people, bro. Hey, man, but if you haven't been to Shop Good OKC, you need to check them out. They're on 1007 North Broadway Avenue. Here's the deal. During the, the holiday season, go down there because Automobile Alley, in my opinion, is the, the most cool, the coolest Christmas area in Oklahoma City right now. There's no question. They decorate the whole space. There's lights everywhere. But you go down there and you can get any sort of gift. They don't own, it's more than t-shirts, right? More than wearable stuff. They also oh, yeah. have all sorts of accessories and knickknacks for you. So if you want to stuff a, a stocking, if you want to get a present for somebody that's unique, but mm-hmm. also locally owned and sourced through great people, not done in sweatshops, not done with, you know, questionable means or anything like that. These are good people that create good products. Yep. So go check them out at Shop Good OKC. Come by, tell them down to dunk sent you. We also hook you up, man. So the shirt's going to be there, but I'm assuming... The well, down the, the shirt- dunk sticker's still there, right? Like, you can get a Thunder sticker. Yeah, they got Thunder stickers. Yeah. Just, mention down, just mention down to dunk at checkout. Mention down to dunk at checkout. The The shirt will not be available in store until December 18th. So we're doing pre-orders. These so are pre-orders. If you, if you want the shirt, go to shopgoodokc.com backslash DTD. Pre-order your shirt. They will be available in store at some point. And on the 18th, they'll be available in store, and they will ship out. Uh, on the 18th. You'll so if have you want them it by before, Christmas. Yes, you can have them by Christmas. So this is still a Christmas gift. So order them. And if you order it, as long as you order it by the 19th, they will get it to you by Christmas. And DTD at check... What is it at checkout? Yes, DTD. code DTD for free shipping. Free shipping so. and some stickers and stuff thrown at you. Yeah, so thrown at your face. Listen, and if you live out of country, New Zealand, and you're listening to this podcast, here's what I'll do for you. If you want that shirt... Mm-hmm. You can fly me to New Zealand. <laughs> wow. And I will Hand bring delivered. a whole bag full of those shirts. Yeah. Wow. The shipping is roughly, I think, 1000 to $1,500. <laughs> Both ways. To, yeah, to get me there. And preferably, if you can upgrade my seat, I'll bring a shirt to you. Yeah. Maybe maybe uh, we have a New Zealand like like 100 millionaire. Yeah, and that would just fly us all out. We'll do a live pod fun. with bags of shirts. We'll be like That'd Santa be awesome. Claus. Like Santa Claus. For you. SGA. How do you. Santa Claus. Air. Associate. Air. Oh. <laughs> hey, guys. Twitter questions. First Twitter question is from at Benelephant King. Talking in regards to the Woj pod that's dropping this morning. Woj interviewing Sam Presti. I've listened to half of it on the way over here. Yeah? What? 
I didn't even see this. Yeah, it's getting dropped this morning. So holy moly, I've got plans, man. <laughs> I've got plans. <laughs> got serious up. plans. So Jesse asks, Presty will use a lot of words during this Woj interview, but will he actually say anything? Yeah, I think he will. <laughs> Next yeah. question. Next question. He will. <laughs> He's already said some things on it where he talks about how the trade with Paul George went down and then the next step with Russell. And Does he refute Doc's comments about the Thunder wanting to tear it down? Yeah, I mean, he talks – he didn't directly – they didn't directly address that, but they talked about how he thought their summer was over when they signed Alec Burks. He thought that was going to be it. Yeah, because how can you improve upon that? I mean, it could not get <laughs> any better I will say, than like, that. Watching Alec play in Golden State, which he wasn't great when Oklahoma said he played him, but he would have actually been a pretty decent piece for that squad. Yeah, he would have been an upgrade at that spot yeah. for the Thunder. From the bench, yeah. We wouldn't have had to play Deontay. Yeah, he, hey, can we, just, can we acknowledge that he has not been very good? Deontay. Yeah. Uh, never will I ever okay. acknowledge that. Yeah, that's fine. No. So what else? What else in the press, the, like, a couple nuggets that you've pulled from the half that you've listened to so far? Yeah, I mean, he just talks about how those trades happened and that the writing was on the wall with Russell and that he he said that he would have probably handled those trades differently earlier in his career, especially the Paul George one. He said he would have probably gotten offended and done something more rash, basically. But he went out and he met with Paul after Aaron. Oh, you want to trade? Okay, Uh, Charlotte, we'll take Nick Batum. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think that he he told he went and and he said this that he told Paul that they would try to accommodate what he wanted, but there was a chance that he have he would have to come back to OKC and play. And so, but then they were able to find that deal, and they talked about the leverage that he had um, with Kawhi and Paul wanting to be. Clippers and so I mean none of it is there's nothing shocking about right. it. and then how Russell knew that the next phase of his career was not in Oklahoma City so I mean it's just it just kind of confirms everything that you thought moving along did you so speaking of GM interviews I, I don't know why I stumbled upon this I did not want to but Bill Simmons had Daryl Morey on I don't know when this was maybe it was a few weeks ago maybe it was years ago I think it was this week that that was released I just I stumbled across it maybe on YouTube, and Daryl was talking about the Harden trade. Yeah. And Daryl, like, and I guess this is what you do because it's, you know, GMs. I don't know what kind of relationship these guys keep between one another. But Daryl was like, it gets painted like it was a hijacking from us to Oklahoma City just because Harden's become yeah. who he has. He's like, but we traded a ton of stuff to get Harden. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like we just stole him. Like Jeremy Lamb was supposed to be something, which he's—I don't know what he he's is. Something. I mean, Kevin he's Martin. In the NBA. Anyway, so not to go back into that, but it is one of those things where you look at like, let's rehash the Harden trade. I don't know. It's just such an intriguing thing to get in the mind of a general manager. Bill Simmons loves creating narratives. But was, I think he feels so no, much no. power when he does the. Bill Simmons is the reason that the Harden trade narrative is what it is for sure. Today. But but I will say it was like shocking because it didn't turn into. Like, Bill was relatively not he critical about it. It was weird. Yeah, that is weird. I felt very... He goes, I mean, he, go, he goes along with yes, who he's interviewing. Exactly. I, don't, I had a point with that. There was a reason I brought that up, and it totally slipped my mind. But yeah, just wanted to talk about the Harden trade. But part of it is, really, it really is the fact that, like, there is just something intriguing to be able to hear, cause especially with Presty. 
is there's just layers of what these guys do that we don't understand. Mm -hmm. We don't get the minutia of the way they process and do those things. And so I'm assuming it's going to be a tremendous uh, listen, you know, but you're right. Like Sam does speak in a way. Number one is it's probably just because he functions on a different plane than I do. (laughs) You know, it's like he does. He's in a different world, but, but it is something where to hear some of that stuff is going to be really intriguing. I think that we've been conditioned as Thunder fans to listen to Sam Presti and think he's saying nothing while, while he says a lot. (laughs) Just like, I mean, we went over that op-ed piece Wednesday because I think that most people read it and thought, what the heck is he talking about? When in fact he was laying it all out on the table. Right. And I would guess that there's some frustration on Sam's part with that. Where he's, he's like, okay, like I told how, you, how I told you every could I be? I told you everything, and everybody's confused or doesn't understand. So I mean, I know what this is like. This is like when we disregard anything someone who's Luke like, says. Mm, let's say it's like a homeless person. We're like that guy's crazy. Don't listen to what he says. We disregard everything they say, but really they're just connected to like a different realm, a different kind of spiritual realm. <laughs> okay. And they just can't speak in the way we do. And they're actually telling us all of yeah, the it's secrets actually like of God. Deep, profound. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, so that's exactly what you're talking about, right? Yeah. That's, that was the comp I was thinking of in my brain. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, so, I just verbalizing that. For but yeah, thank so you. here's my only counterpoint to this, to the statement about, I think a lot of us read it and we're like, cause he used the words like in those interviews, like, retool replenish re you know like yeah all of these tools or all of these words that like if you really thought about it like okay well we're in for a long haul Mm -hmm. i think the complication to it is this current thunder roster right like it's just good enough to make you forget all of that right because it's like, yeah, man, maybe so. Because it, you, you think, like, man, if this team did one little thing, and they're not going to. I'm not saying they're going to, but it is always that thing in the back of your mind, because we're so conditioned to win, is it's, or to go for it at least, like, yeah. oh, man, this team is not as bad as a tanking team. It'd be totally different if we were the Warriors, right? Or we were, and the Warriors is even an unfair one because they just have injuries that have helped them get to this place that they are. Yeah. But it is something where it's like such a weird in between moment that it makes it hard. For us to really, oh yeah, we read it, we understood what you were saying, but did like this roster? I don't know the people tells, did. I really don't know the people okay, did. Okay, that's my that was me. Like the whole thing changed for me when I start thinking about this roster construction. I'm like, man, they're gonna be, and they are. Like, dude, it's been. I text this to our text group. Like, they're enjoyable to watch, and they lose. They play good basketball, but they're enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Um, especially when Steve's playing really well, but I mean, it is even one. like that la- that last shot in the Pacers game, the ball moves, finds the open man. Yeah, Terrence just missed the in shot the in corner. the corner. It's a great shot. Like, that's that's the kind of shot that you want. Not dribble, 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 thirty five footer that may or may not go in. You know, they play good basketball. They're not. They're they're a pretty good team. Don't do you they're going like- to lose a ton, man, dude. So look at. Sorry, I don't want to. I'm going to do this. Their next five games, they play Minnesota at home tonight, at Portland, at Utah, at Sacramento, at Denver. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're going to lose every single one of those. Maybe. We're about to beat Portland. Okay. Right down. 
five straight losses. Maybe that they're they're good for a, a surprising win here or there. One out of five. They well, beat Philly. It's true. I don't know if they'll lose five. Okay, I'll bet you one thousand dollars. Oh, I will not bet you a thousand. He's good for it. You know he's I don't good want for to it. either. This man is a rich pastor. <laughs> this is a rich. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Guys, I don't think they'll lose all five, but I think they'll lose. Billy's three a good or four. coach. Billy's a good coach. This year, do you not see more of like, oh, this is what Billy wants to do? Billy's a good coach. Yeah, he's a good coach. It's, it's personnel based, right? Like, I don't think that you also we have to recognize this. Unless the unless you are a former player that the owner just respects so much and just they want to put you as the coach. Of yeah. the team, and they're like, "Ah, oh, be great to have Isaiah Thomas as the coach of our team." Heck yeah! Then you're a good coach, right? You don't get to the NBA and not be at least a good coach. Could you? I, I mean, yeah, but we're talking. It's like how we say players. Whoops! Can you still hear me? Yes. It's like how we say players in the NBA are bad, or like, "Oh, he's terrible." He's terrible relative to the quality of player that is in the NBA. Yeah. And that's how we talk about coaches. So, yeah, they're all good. That's a good but coach. it's like, who's a bad coach in the NBA right now? I don't know. Who is a bad coach in the NBA right now? Um, Steve Kerr. That team looks pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> we blame coaches for when teams are bad, right? It's all about personnel. Yeah. People may be like, oh, fire David Fisdale. Fire David Fisdale. Does anybody know if David Fisdale, what kind of job he's doing up there? And, like, what's going to happen? Who are they going to bring in that's going to make that team better? Yeah, they're going to bring somebody they have in. eight power forwards playing at once. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 all about personnel. It really is. And and also, you look at Dan Tony right now, and everybody talks about how... <laughs> everybody was talking about how bad Billy Donovan was and, like, why don't they hold Russell Westbrook accountable? You know, and then you see seven of twenty-seven for Russell. No one's with, holding him accountable. We were Rockets. trying to tell you guys. Literally, no one in the NBA is, is going to hold co- that guy accountable. Is that a coaching thing? Is yeah, that- Pop would. <laughs> Popovich would. Pop would sit his ass on the bench. I'm sure that would be a fun, fun time for everybody. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah. I think Billy's done a good job, and you listen to him talk about these young guys and their progress and especially SGA. I I think it's always fascinating to listen to Billy talk about SGA and kind of what his progress is and what that looks. I think it's fascinating. And some people, I think we're also conditioned maybe to think that Billy Donovan doesn't say anything either, but I don't think that's true either. I, I think that if you listen to what Billy says about specific questions, especially when it comes to the way that SGA is performing, I think there's a lot in there. It benefits the franchise for Billy and Sam to be a little bit more open this year than in years prior. I mean, I interviewed three players. Yeah. So I, it's good. The, the franchise is very much, very much open. Don't you appreciate? Okay. I know that there are things to say about the franchise in the past. They've been boring. I get that. Yeah. But that's the approach they felt like was best for the team at that time. Sure. Let's stay out of it. Let's just win on the court. Something I do appreciate is they are willing to, adjust and adapt and try different things no doubt i think that they they're looking at the situation figuring out what's the best way of moving forward and how do we have to adjust Mm -hmm. it's the opposite of a bad this is the opposite of a bad franchise like the knicks a bad organization does not shift their approach and change with the times or their players or you know what's the occasion Mm -hmm. of this season 
And I just think that that's as a Thunder fan, I feel, I feel, uh, not, I feel so nice about that. Yeah, I think you should. I think the way that that they're approaching a lot of things is healthy and good. Wow, I would say <laughs> healthy and good. Don't you think? Yeah. Our next Twitter question from <laughs> at about to dunk. Ask the question about did, did Adams steal Shay's mojo? I didn't know you had that ready. I had it ready. I saw the question. And- Hold on. I, so let me give you a little backstory. So <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm putting the doc together. And Andrew goes, did you put the mojo question in there? <laughs> like, well, you know, we have to be somewhat selective. We had 30 Twitter questions. We don't have time for that. And he goes, yeah, you need to put the mojo question in there. Okay, I've cool. lost my mojo. <laughs> That's the exact reason. You think SGA said that in the locker room? <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. Also, Luke and I were making mojo jokes before the pod started, and you didn't say anything. You were holding it in. I was. You wanted the uh, the surprise effect. I did. Uh, it is kind of funny that the moment that SGA is in a slump, Stephen just emerges as like this great power again. And Stephen talked about it after the game that he feels better. Yeah. And the other Gallo talked about it. He's like, yeah, Steven was dealing with injuries at the beginning of the season, and now he feels better. Are you ready for me to blow your mind? Yeah. Austin Powers. Uh-huh. International Man of Mystery. Yeah. Yeah, is Mike Myers. With Came him? out in 1997. Yeah. Shea Gilgis-Alexander oh. was born in 1998. Wow. Austin Powers is older than Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I've lost my mojo. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Austin Powers conceived SGS <laughs> and it would take nine months. It would make sense. It's Austin actually came possible. Out. Yep. It is possible. It is possible. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is, man. It is, but it clearly is. Yeah. So but Shea, it is. But Shea, it is. Shea, Shea is in a little bit of a funk. And it's funny is it's like it's not it hadn't been like bad. He's just not finishing as well and he's not shooting as well from three, but yeah, it's just one of those things that a young guy's going to kind of go through as he's figuring out how to play and especially yeah. play within the context of this current roster uh, where he's not, I mean, he's getting more shots up, but he's not the ball dominant guy. And, and he's, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's felt, it's felt weird, but it's not unexpected to me. Yeah. Does that make sense? I mean, guys that are in their 20, early twenties struggle in the NBA right. at times. So, yeah, I mean, it's something to watch for and to see how he reacts and what he, how he learns, you know, through the bad moments. Because he did continue to to push. Yeah, and, that, he, and he, he ended up game, making some big plays towards the up, end of the yeah, game, Yeah, sure. he ended up helping That's in, what I was in other say. ways. His approach has not changed. No. And he even hit a floater at the end of the – he had a pretty aggressive attack with a floater – that kept them in the game mm-hmm. late in the game too. Mm-hmm. So it was nice. So next question is from at Sticky Healthy w- and nice. At Sticky Wizard Zero Zero. <laughs> so we want a top five pick. Is it possible Shea is good enough by next year or even this year to prevent us from ever being a team with the kind of record that is likely to receive a top five? Nope. Will he be a buoy that keeps the team afloat, even if we want to sink? I don't think so. No. I think he'll be good, but I think he will not be good to lift the team next year to more than thirty wins. Yeah, I would agree with that. He's yeah, he's a good player, but he's he's not at least today like a potentially top 
five, top ten player in the NBA. Like I don't, I don't see that. No. So it, those are the guys that do that, that lift, that lift their team to a new level. And also the franchise has to be willing to plug in players that fit around him and try to make a system and whatever. And then, I mean, the Thunder could put together a team that could win forty five games this season pretty easily. I don't think it would take a lot. You could figure it out. You could go grab a couple players that upgrade the roster, go in 45 games. They're not going to do that. They understand where they're going. And SGA, while is a part of the future of the Thunder, is not going to ultimately determine the future of the Thunder. If he, Wouldn't you be happy, though, still, like in the future, if he was just the tier of player that Kemba is? Because that's kind of the case. No doubt. With, I mean, like with, top 20 player. Yeah, and yeah. but not good enough to actually lift their team above. Because as long as... As long as he's not the the only player of exactly. that caliber. As long as they don't take the Charlotte route right, and keep trying to stay relevant. Yeah. And in doing so, create multiple albatross contracts yeah. around them. Because oh, all we have is this guy. We got to do other things. Because they draft MKG. They draft, I mean, let's go through the list of who all they've drafted that it's just like, oh, my gosh. Cody Seller. Yeah, it's just there's a collection of guys because they never had a clear, defined direction that they were heading. Although MKG was supposedly, like, that wasn't a huge reach of a pick. Not at at the the time, time, no. No. Um, So it is unfair. Miles Bridges was a good pick. Yeah, but later in the lottery when they're they're putting together a team that they're trying to make a run. You know, you're trying to, when you... And Sam said this in his podcast with Woj that every team is being pulled to the middle. The good teams are being pulled down in ways because of salary cap restrictions and the CBA. And these bad teams are being pulled up because their owners or whoever, their fan base wants them to make the playoffs. Like everybody's being pulled to the middle. And if you're in the middle, you're more likely to stay in the middle. And so the Thunder are trying to avoid the middle. At all costs is what that tells me. The middle is the bottom. The middle is the bottom. And if you're a bad team, you're going to get a top pick, and you have, you're more likely to be able to jump the middle. I yeah. think the Thunder would like to jump the middle. That's a great word, man. That makes it make sense. Middle? It's good. It's a good word. I mean, think about it. When they created middle, the problem in language was all we have is left or right all we have is up or down what's the space in between the middle middle jimmy world. world the middle whoa, whoa. whoa. next question from at give me song. my give me back my dog nice song is that just the song or is it the album too just the song just the song do you think older players like russ and cb3 with really big hard to trade contracts ever regret signing them i think not but you have to think they would be willing to give up something for a legitimate shot at a championship Here's the deal. These guys are crazy. These are crazy people, crazy humans. Russ right now thinks that the Rockets are going to win the championship. Promise. And he should. Promise you. I think Chris Paul, while he would like to be in a better position, the dude's making a crap ton of money playing basketball. 40 plus million dollars a year. (laughs) It's pretty clear by Chris Paul's play that he's being realistic about the team he's on. Yeah, and what Nader said on the podcast yesterday that I released was so interesting. Which was, just pause, fantastic. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Nader is a really good personality. He's really engaging. Cowards. He was really good. 
Why are you saying cowards? Because we talked so much mess on Nader. So what would you expect me to do? <laughs> no, it's just a joke because <laughs> I wouldn't do it. It's clearly a joke. If I'm in your position, Nader's now my favorite player of all time. He's all, he, he was, was awesome. really, really good. Man. And I also didn't ever tell him that I thought that he was the best thing ever. I know. I'm just <laughs> making a joke. I know, okay? but I know you're making the joke. There's other people saying it. Not joking. Seriously? Oh, yes. Oh, That's yes. what makes the joke funny. Yeah, I know. I get it. Thanks for making Anyway, so Nader <laughs> on the podcast, they asked him who's had, which one of the players he's played with has had the most influence on helping him become who he is. And he's played, Nader's played with great players. Kyrie, Al Russ, Horford, Paul Russ, George, Paul George. And the one he pointed out was Chris Paul. <laughs> who he's played with the least amount. So what you see, and it makes sense, dude, it's, if you watch the game through this lens, it totally makes sense. Chris Paul is coaching this team in some sense. He's not taking no over Billy, but the way he is playing. Well, and Russell working. coached the team. Right. True, and true, Paul true. coached the team. And Kyrie coached the team. But Chris too. is just doing it in yeah. a way that is apparently connecting with guys like Nader. Uh, so I, I think you can I, – I just see it. Mm-hmm. I see it more than I saw with Russ. Russ is about coaching the team in some sense, but it was really about, like, I'm going to do everything to coach the team to the win. Well, Chris I mean, is like, the, way, the way that Russ does it is that he throws you the ball as hard as he can, and he screams at you to shoot it. Right. Right. You know, Chris throws the pass. They hesitate. He goes up to them afterwards. Hey, listen, I'm throwing you the ball for a reason. I think you can make it. Shoot the bat. Like, shoot it. You can... You will, you'll make it, and I really don't care if you make or miss it. The Ru- is Russell, it. Russell is shoot the bleepity bleepity bleep. It took Cephalosha two years to regain confidence to be a confident <laughs> basketball player again. He shows up somehow. He's still like contributing to teams. I was like, what happened to you? It was just getting over Russ. That's a. I mean, it's a. It's a thing. The pressure of playing with Russ is very real. It's uh, ass. Like, I ass. will never, ever, ever, ever forget. Why do you keep saying ass? Ask. Oh. I'll never forget <laughs> Domantas Sabonis. That's what I was going to say. Ask Domas. That game against the Nuggets where Russ was going for the triple-double. Oh, God. I thought <laughs> Domas was allergic to the basketball. I thought Domas might just retire after I that mean, game. <laughs> For real. Everyone was so nervous. I, I was watching it nervous. It was I know. It's like all I know. this nervous chaos happening. It was. I was nervous. I can't imagine what Domas is feeling. Oh, my God. I'm he surprised. has so it's many. hilarious that Samaj is the one that did I know. It. It's, it's the If you think about it, there's no other way. Right. Chaos. <laughs> there's no other way <laughs> that anybody else would have just the lack of awareness of what's going on than Samaj. Okay. Complete chaos. Next question from at... Alton, Jack, are there any draft prospects that excite you for the Thunder? Anybody you're watching? So here's the deal. Like, let me give you some teams that you just want to kind of pay attention to. Arizona. Watch Arizona play. Yeah. They have a kid named Nico Mannion that is kind of a poor man's version of Trey Young. Um, can't pass as well as Trey, but just exciting player. Good with the handle. Pretty confident shot. Uh, and he is a playmaker. He's just not Trey Young. Um, yeah. You can watch them. Memphis will in January. Memphis, uh, James Wiseman will be back. He got suspended early in the season. Anthony Edwards plays for Georgia. Those are your top kind of 10 guys, but you also still do obviously have uh, Cole Anthony plays for North Carolina. Your big teams are going to have players. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're in Oklahoma, 
and you get Big 12 games. Iowa State uh, has a point guard that could be in the range of Oklahoma City, um, but I would, nothing I've heard about him It really excites me a ton. And he has a really funny name, and I can't remember it off the top of my head. Do you know who he is? No, I was going to mention Jaden McDaniels, um, who I think is is pretty interesting. He's he's a, a versatile forward. Um, he's got good length. He's a good athlete. I think that he's he's an interesting player. Uh, other than that, I haven't watched – I can't say that I've watched a ton of college basketball yet. I have watched Cole Anthony play. He's super interesting. I've watched Anthony Edwards. He's – I mean, he's a guy that should be considered for the top – He'll be the, the first he, good chance to be the number one pick, Anthony Edwards. He should he he should be. James Wiseman, I've seen some. If you're a big man and you're not an elite at something, I'm just not real interested. Right. Yeah. And I just don't I don't James Wiseman may be an elite player. I don't I don't know. I, but you ha, one, you have to be a baseline good to great defender. Period. Yeah. And then you want more. You're betting a lot on Wiseman's potential, right? He yeah. is he's athletic, long, yeah, really long. Uh, but he's not elite at anything. But he has the potential. He's to, got some potential. He can stretch. He's a shooter. Uh, and so part. I mean, that's a lot. You're going to go after him if you're a team that's like, man, we got five years and we're going to have multiple shots at this. In which the Thunder may be a yeah. team where if if they're at six and James Wiseman falls to six. It could, be, it could be. I know. I feel the same way. I feel Ty, the same way. Tyrese Halliburton is the kid from Iowa State, by the way. Okay. <laughs> that name's hilarious. I know, right? Well, the Halliburton <laughs> one. I was like, that's kind of weird. Halliburton is weird. Uh, well, the Thunder would love to have more Iowa State guys. Right. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Obi, I think his name's Obadiah Toppin from Dayton is somebody that I'm really intrigued by. He's, a, he's kind of a power forward. Just He's the guy that you, Oklahoma City will not get him because he's – He's a little older in the draft, but he is like, if there's going to be somebody that's a Draymond Green prototype, it's going to be that guy. So there's, I mean, it's fun, man. It, it'll be the first time in a long time that I've watched college basketball consistently, just because I want to see some of these guys play because you just never know where the Thunder are going to land. Yeah. And we might have like just as much fun watching college games as NBA games this year. No, because the, the game itself is not The college good. basketball game is is brutal. It's great. If you if you get used to watching NBA, man, it's just hard to go to the NBA. It it's so true. Even my dad has like finally admitted it. Mm -hmm. It's The product is so much different. Which is kind of wild. Well, well, when there's no incentive for players to stick around, it's just going to be terrible forever. It's a bunch of 18-year-olds and, like, older players that this is the top level. Well, but the style of play. Even right. if guys are cycling in and out, like, you're going to have great players. It's but just the style slow, of man. play. When you, have, when, you, when you rely so heavily on zone for defense, like, it just mucks everything up. Well, and you can play two big guys that can't shoot. Yeah. And which just, they do all the time. Yeah. It's... And, brutal. you know, the shot clock has decreased, but you can hold the ball for 20 seconds without doing something in the, in the NCAA. And they do. All the time. <laughs> so, all right, next question is from at Dylan, 35 underscore 52. <coughs> Will Terrence be on this team when his contract is up? I just don't think his ceiling is very high. We already know what he is. I was hiring him coming into the season. He has disappointed me. I also think because Royce told me 15 points per game would be a real thing. <laughs> this is all Royce Young's fault. It is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think that he's a guy that, I mean, if they could get him for a reasonable deal and keep him around, I mean, he's got value. He's a really good defender. I mean, the way that if 
go back and just watch us. I don't know five possessions of him defending Malcolm Brogdon. He played really well. He didn't shoot well, but he played really. He good was defense. he He's was active. He was taking shots. He made an incredible. Drove to the basket and did a, a, a little up and under up kind of thing. Yeah, he was. I thought that he was very effective. And go back and look at Brogdon. He had a, finished with eleven points, four of thirteen from the field. Go watch what Terrence did in that game because Taylor, he was he was really he's a good, he's a really good defender. He Taylor, really what is. Do you, how do you feel about the Bucks and Malcolm Brogdon? I mean, they should have kept Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, no doubt. He is. He's, he's so good. good. He's just good. It's, speaking, speaking of the Bucks, I think Terrence would be great with the Bucks. So I think the question I have about Terrence Ferguson. Don't you think? I think Terrence would well, be Ferguson, Tony Snell if he was on the Bucks. Man, he's two of six. I really don't think so. I mean, Tony Snell's never been a good defender. I'm just messing around. I will say, like, Terrence was okay, but those two big threes he missed that are hurts, just like, man. God, this is the experience. This is you. That's how I felt was like, Terrence. He's a thunder shooting guard, man. He's just following in the footsteps of thunder shooting guards of the past. <laughs> it's just he, like, it's this is it. Perfect setup. He, <laughs> Perfect he was shot from the corner. He, Dink. he was two of six from three that game, and it felt like he was 0 of 10 because of those two big misses. Isn't yeah. it funny how there are different players? There are players that are two of seven, and it feels like they didn't miss a three. Like, I think Gallo is one of those players where he always feels like he's just hitting lights It's because out. you believe that he's going to make everything, and you don't believe yep. that Terrence is going to make the shots, right? Yep. Is it me or is it them? I think it's you. I think it's them. Dude, you're right. Gallo, <laughs> they give me reason to believe or not to believe. Every time Gallo shoots <laughs> it, I'm like, yeah, that's going in. Yeah, and sometimes I'll look at his box, box score and be surprised by how inefficient he was because it doesn't feel like that when you watch it. It's just good. He's been, but he's been wildly efficient this year. Oh, I know. He's been so good. Yeah. He's he's very. He's been good. like rust levels efficient. I, I the question I have about Ferguson. I'm not sure. I just mentioned this in my brain. May have, but is he going to want to play here? I don't know. Like that's the thing for me is like carving out a role in the NBA. If he gets an opportunity to make seven million or eight million here and could go play for a team that does have more of an intention for what he could be. Like I don't know. That's just a question he'll have to ask. Yeah. Uh, or have to come to the to his own kind of understanding of. So I, I think the Thunder will will give him an opportunity to stay here because um, he's super young. He's a good, and he's a good player. He is. He'll he's be in the league for... Is he 21? Yeah, he'll be in the league for a long time. Yeah. It's kind of... It's crazy he's still only 21. I know. We act like... I've been watching yeah, his, him. His, season's, his career's been defined. I've been watching, <laughs> right. watching him miss this all he is. for... Five, like six, years. seven years now. <laughs> next question, three's to miss. Next question is from at Bangelope. How miffed and peeved would you be if Golden State got the number one pick? I'd be pretty miffed, but and, it's probably going to happen. And I'll be miffed at all of you on Twitter who say you don't want to tank. Because, like, if Golden State end up getting the number one pick, I'm just going to be so mad at everyone else thinking that that, that is not the right approach. Because you know what's going to happen? Golden State gets a number one pick, and then all of a sudden they're relevant and good again with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Next I'd week. like for you to take over my Twitter account after the Thunder. Your Twitter account is insane. Win or lose a game. The Down to really Dunk what Twitter happens. account is fine. You all get it. Down to Dunk, you all are educated and you understand that tanking is good for us. But Andrew's Twitter account is... Whoa, bonkers. There are a lot of boomers on there. There's some boomers. A lot of boomers eating beans. <laughs> this boomer's eating beans. <laughs> Before we move on to some more Twitter questions, I want to tell Speaking you Speaking of eating beans. Oh, man, that's Whoa. a way better transition. 
want to tell you about Yucatan Taco Stand. Oh, boy. They can have some beans. They got some beans. Scratch <laughs> Kitchen, inspired by Yucatan region of Mexico. The best tacos in Oklahoma City. Enormous nachos. God, the nachos are are very, very good. If Here's what I would do if if I were you. If you're, if you're going to the game tonight, Friday night, in the Big Town, go to Bricktown, park in Bricktown, go to Yucatan, get... Go if you're going on a date, get the nachos, get yourself some margaritas, and enjoy, and then go to the game, and it will be the most enjoyable time. Oh, wonderful! And when they bring that giant plate of nachos, it just looks it it looks just as good as it tastes. It's amazing. One of those where dads will say, "Uh, "I thought I ordered the large nachos." (laughs) (laughs) They'll eat the whole plate and say. Uh, I didn't really enjoy these. <laughs> I didn't really like these. As you can tell, I didn't like these as he as yeah, the dad pushes exactly. the, the, the the man. That's true. That's what I do. That's some dad stuff, right? Yeah, there. That's some real dad joke. Oh, I hated it. Hey, are you a vegetarian? Don't I'm not. They're vegetarian friendly. <laughs> Located in the heart of Bricktown, right off the canal. Short walk to Chesapeake. I can. I've I, I've sat in there and I can see the arena. F- from the window. So make that the point. Right if you're there. going to the game tonight, stop by Yucatan Taco Stand. So good. It will absolutely be worth it. And even if you're, if you're not a margarita fan, but you do enjoy a good, nice sipper of tequila, they have over 100 different 100% blue agave tequilas. It's the only place in town to go and get a tremendous tequila flight. It's true. And the best margaritas, as Andrew mentioned. So Yucatan so Taco Stand in Bricktown. Go check them out. I got a few more Twitter questions for you. Oot. Sorry. So the first one, this is this is maybe the most Twitter question, the most important Twitter question we've been asked this morning. Is Reginald Vell Johnson's performance in Die Hard considered Family Matters canon? Wow. And who asked the question? I don't think this is from at Robbie underscore Bennett. He okay. knows. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, different yes. cities, right? So where does Die Hard take place? The world. I thought it was like New York, uh, L.A. No, Detroit. I don't. Know. I don't know. Where's Family Matters? Uh, wherever Die Hard Chicago. is. Chicago. Yeah. So that's where it's going to be hard is. unless he was on transfer for a little while. I mean, it's the same uniform. If he's a special lieutenant, they're going to need him all over the world. I agree. And he's that yeah, special. Yeah, it's in Los Angeles. Like his organizational skills and reaction times and decision making, prowess. Is needed everywhere. Paralysis. I agree, and also some. T- I think he- this was when he needed a break from Steve. Yeah, Urkel. right. I, I gotta. T- I'm sorry, family. I have to be done for a little while. Can you I imagine saving the world, helping someone save the world, and you go back to that family to Urkel? You're just like you guys don't even know what I just did. did they don't care. And he's like, mm, he like breaks a jar and says, "Did I do that?" And you're just hands in head. This I is why he's so frustrated. Is because like he d- people don't know what I do. People, people don't, don't know. know what I have done for you. That's why he's so frustrated. Ed, yeah, it makes sense. Especially Eddie. Ugh, Eddie, you son of a. <sighs> isn't that the name of the game? I mean, isn't that just being a father? That is, man. It's like no one really understands what you're doing. Yes. Saving the world every day yes. in your own little way. Yes. And your kids are just like, mm, I want Twinkies. Yes. Just like, those are bad for you. I'm saving your life. Like, I hate you, Dad. Yes. You're like, you're two. Why can you say that already? <laughs> Which Thunder player, this next question is from at Will Colton Bell. Which Thunder player has the best name for a restaurant? I don't even really want to answer this question. I just thought the answer was tremendous. 
they said, I think it's Nader's, Nader, Nader's Taters. Or Jesse Smith said, Dort's Torts or Muscala Carta. Mus, Muscala, Muscala yeah. Carta? Cart. Okay. Muscala Carta. What's Carta? Do you have any names that would work really well? He's saying like a la carte. Muscala ah, yeah. cart. So mus- oh. Muscala cart. Ooh, yeah. that's good. Oh. Jesse, it would have helped if you put like a dash. Yeah, why don't you spell it out, Musk? <laughs> dash a la carte. Honestly, tweet Dang, that's so Jesse. much better. Why did you catch that? And I totally missed it. It's Jesse's fault. So, it is Jesse's fault. So <laughs> <laughs> this is all Jesse's fault. Those are good. What else? Anybody else? Uh, no. I know. I'm like not very creative on this. I just thought their answers were fantastic. So, all right, let's give you Ferguson's Burger Stand. Ooh, that's good, <laughs> man. Ferguson, but you like this. Ferguson's Burger Stand. Yes, exactly. You have to say it like that. <laughs> that's a good one. Terrence Ferguson's Burger Stand. I like. Okay. Okay. Uh, what else we got? <laughs> Who else is on the team? Stephen Adams Crab Napple. Mm. <laughs> Stephen like Adams it? Crabbins? <laughs> crab Cabin. Stephen Adams Crab Cabin. Stephen Adams Crabbin Cabin. Whoa. That's pretty good. Thanks, man. I we, just had to work. I've got crab apples. Crab apples. You had to get from there to, yeah. Crab yeah, to get to Crab, crab Cabin. Crab I mean, it's just cabin. Chef Bays. Chef Bays. Mm-hmm. I'd eat a Chef Bays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right, next question is from at Jest on a Quest. Would you rather have to listen to Christmas shoes on loop every day for the rest of your life for 30 minutes each day or never celebrate Christmas again? What's Christmas shoes? It's this like super sad song about like this, this kid this, that needs this, Christmas shoes. The, sto- the story is this. It's so sad. This boy, his mom is dying and she really wanted these shoes. That's all she wanted. And he, and he gets, gets this money and buys the shoes and puts them on his mom and the she dies and there's like a song about it and there's a movie about it and it's horrible is it my, a real story is it based on a true yeah it's based on, based on a true story mm-hmm. my wife loves it and it's horrible what a waste of money do you think he returned the shoes surely had to i mean he must what's she gonna do it would be she's it, not walking legitimately irresponsible not to take the shoes back yeah that's that's why the most people feel and, like, have respect for the cobbler. Are you going to really bury those on a decomposing body? Or or the cobbler? The are cobbler cob- of the shoes. Are there still cobblers? <laughs> yeah, Adam peasant. Sandler had a movie called The Cobbler, so I'm assuming they're real. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's a Netflix original. I've never seen it. It's funny that cobbler means shoemaker, but also Apple del- cobbler. delicious dish of oh, dessert. Yeah. That's a great You have point. a peach cobbler, which is a person... That makes shoes and also a pie. And also is a peach? Yeah. <laughs> and the peach cobbler is in VeggieTales. Is it really in VeggieTales? I started to try to kind of walk. Should be. That should be an animated kids show where yeah. it's a, a cobbler is a like apple or a peach that makes shoes. Yeah. That's also a restaurant. Good idea, Jay. Where you make your own shoes while eating cobbler. You eat shoes? <laughs> you make your own shoes while you eat cobbler. This is it's just called cobbler. <laughs> and you do everything that involves the word cobbler all under one roof. No, I think you walk into the restaurant, you have to put on a peach or apple costume <laughs> that you rent and then you eat shoes. <laughs> it's, that's cobbler. That's the idea. Shark tank idea. Let's bring this to Shark Tank. Let's take it to the Shark Tank and just say You guys like cobbler? You guys like cobblers? 
That's it. All right, we can move on. No, I just want to stay here forever. Okay. I know. I'm kind of working out like what the bartender. The bartenders are actual shoe cobblers, and they serve drinks in shoes. In the shoes. Yeah, but you're supposed to eat the shoes after you drink. So you're getting. This is getting confusing. Yeah. So one more. I've only got one more question for you. But before I get there, I want to tell you about our last sponsor. Support for Down to Dunk, Oklahoma City Potter Thunder Podcast comes from Manscaped. Number one in men's below-the-belt grooming, Manscaped offers precision-engineered precision, precision engineered tools for your family jewels. I've I, lost my mojo! <laughs> I, will, I will never, ever, ever not feel uncomfortable doing this ad, so I'm so glad that Honestly, Luke left. I thought that this was about shaving your legs this whole time until yeah. just now. Yeah, or your beard. Yeah, but like below I've the belt. i but here's the deal is their lawnmower 2.0 is skin safe technology this trimmer is not going to hurt you it's going to take care of what you need but it's not going to create any damage it is the perfect tool to take care of you (laughs) they also have the crop preserver the anti-chafing deodorant and moisturizer so you already take care of the rest of your body why not take care of all of your body it's great that's a really nice so Take care of yourself. Yeah, Get 20% off and free shipping with the code OKCDUNK at manscaped.com. This would be a great present for Christmas as well. That's true. Don't lose your mojo. Get Use Manscaped. the right tools for the job. Your body will thank you. 20% off. Free shipping. OKCDUNK. Manscaped.com. Support the people. Support down the dunk. One more question. Are you miffed or are you peeved? You know what your dad... Miffed. Miffed. You know what your dad would love to receive from you for Christmas? <laughs> is, is the lawnmower 2.0. Wow. He can open it up in front of the whole family. Well, yeah. I think that's a really nice gift for a child to get their qual- father. It's a quality gift. Yeah. Hey, speaking of dads, it's my dad's birthday. Shout out to my dad. Shout out to Mr. Schlicht. Grandpa Schlicht. What's his grandpa name? Opa. Opa. Yeah. What's your uh, gra- what's grandma's name? We'll talk about that later. Oh. <laughs> no, it's actually... So my my son, when her, when he would see pictures of my mom or see her, he would call her Opie. Oh. And she was like, I like that. Opie. Opie, Opie is from, uh, who's the character Opie? I don't know. There's a character Is there a Opie? character Opie? Yes. I don't know. Someone's going to tweet us. Here's what I'm miffed about. Um, so I'm doing, doing my work job, talking to Nader. a, <laughs> talking to a doctor and talking to a PA and they look at me and they're like, Andrew, do you have an earring? And I I don't. I, I would that maybe the weirdest thing I could possibly do is get an earring. Um, it just doesn't fit who I am at all. Mm. Just to get an earring. Depends on where it would be but on like your body. But like a sparkly earring. On. And I was yeah. like, no. And they're like, oh, you just have glitter on your ear. <laughs> like, in fact, turn your face. And I start turning my face. You have glitter all over your face. I have glitter all over my face. And so after I'm like trying to figure out why is why do I have glitter all over me? I had no idea. It turns out my five year old son had this Christmas ribbon that had glitter <laughs> all over it, and he was playing with it in my bed. <laughs> You're rolling around in glitter. So all, all night, night. <laughs> didn't know I had glitter all over me. Pretty much the whole day. I thought you were going to say, turns out, I guess I got blackout the night before and went to a strip club. <laughs> right. <laughs> totally forgot. No, I mean, it was, so I've 
been fighting a glitter battle all week. Oh, glitter is everywhere. De- it's yeah. impossible to get rid of it. It's the devil's sprinkles. It is. It's the worst. <laughs> devil's sprinkles. Taylor, what about you, man? You mentioned Pete? I'm G and Bead because uh, I'm here in town. The reason I'm here yeah, this week is because I'm in town doing the OKC pop-ups, the, the holiday domes downtown in Midtown. So if it's you're in OKC, it's the holiday season. Be do be dee deezen. And Craig proper. <laughs> so I'm sharing a dome with Commonplace and my and uh, my shopmate Jake Fowler, who's a woodworker and leather worker. And so, but there's all sorts of stores down there, and it's just a really fun place. There's a beer truck. You can get beer. You can get hot chocolate. A Support beer local. Truck. Support yes. local. Go down there. Wow. Support local. Yeah. And each week it's going to be here, but all through this weekend, all the way through Sunday. Uh, I'll be down there, uh, you know, selling some stuff. But there's other good stores there, too. Sure, Blue Seven sure. is there. So if you want some unique holiday gifts, um, I uh, really, I'm not just saying this. This is the place to go. Wow. That's awesome. Yep. Tenth and Har- Hudson, Harvey, Midtown. Just go to Midtown. You know what the domes look like. Yeah. So all weekend. Go see Taylor. Come see me. Say hi. That'd be awesome. Uh, Jay, you miffed? Never. Never. Okay. No, I'm not miffed, man. Life's good and Thanksgiving, <laughs> Christmas, <laughs> Christmas domes. Taylor's here in town. It's hard to be really miffed whenever Taylor comes and does a live pod with us. True, man. This was healthy and nice. This is a healthy and nice time. It was. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We have not lost our. We regained mojo. We have our mojo. Do we regain it? Do we lose it? I think. Uh, I think you always lose it. At, you know, a couple days a week. I'm just saying, like, this is the day we're back. Mojo is returned. We have the mojo. (laughs) 